All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of What the Health Just Happened, where we talk about all things healthcare, the good, the bads, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, and everything in between. We also bring on a variety of business owners, business leaders, community advocates, nonprofits to talk about all things healthy versus unhealthy in business and life. Today's guest is a second time guest. I am thrilled. We're going to talk about probably one of my favorite topics, probably my favorite topic, health and wellness, huge, but company culture, leadership, and, and just a healthy business environment. Um, Cassie Bruce, I gave her one of those buttons. I made it. Cassie Bruce is on the loose. I'm going to say that a couple times, <laughs> by the way. Um, certified Gallup Strengths Coach, which I love Gallup mm-hmm. Strength Test. That's hard to say. Immediate past chair uh, uh, for First Coast Worksite Wellness. These are a mouthful. I love butchering the intro, by the way. I think you know that last time. Yes. Most important, Director of Corporate Wellness for PATH, which is Personalized Approach to Health. Who doesn't love a good acronym? Um, good mom, I'd say. Becoming oh, yeah. a friend, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, We're I th- buzz, I'd right? say, I think so. Cassie Bruce! <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. You ready? I'm ready. What do you want to talk about? Physics, science? Definitely not. Money, religion? Sure. Like, what are the topics off time? I'm kidding. Let's start with PATH. So if you missed uh, her first episode, we, we hit some personal stuff. She was a pole vaulter, started the uh, program at UNF. Yep. What do we say when we say UNF? Swoop. Swoop. We got a lot of UNF grads here. Um, love the health and wellness space. You're familiar with my industry. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to hit from the previous episode? You can catch that, find the old episode in the podcast, but. Yeah, I mean, I think so with PATH and with, I guess, what I do in the professional space, it's all about health and well-being, all about supporting employers and their efforts in providing a good workspace for their employees, helping them with their health and well-being as well. I love acronyms and PATH is sweet. Personalize approach to health. Who doesn't hear that and be like, yeah, I want to personalize this. So so PATH, which is tied to Baptist, right? Yep. You are essentially working with businesses, local employers, Northeast Florida or? Mostly local. So our focus will always be in our community where yep. Baptist is. However, with the pandemic and the nature of work now, we have employees everywhere uh, in the country. So we do have representation across the country we can work with anyone across the country, but our marketing efforts are here. Local. Very similar. I can relate to that. <clears throat> like this show. If you hear this in Wisconsin, I'd be shocked. But um, <laughs> Did you know I grew up there? In Wisconsin? I did. I think we did talk about that the first time. Okay, okay. I was going to say that's a <sighs> crazy coincidence. So are you if cold not... today or not? No. This is it's, shorts weather, baby. It's definitely Saturday. <laughs> What's this Saturday? I don't know. It's, it's also Wednesday, February or something, but this is not live. I love saying that. <laughs> I was freezing today. I went to my son's uh, field trip and I was like cold. Yeah, you'll never know this real is cold. like tank top, flip-flop weather for you. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah, Wisconsin. So PATH, what's your role? What's your job? I want to talk about the tech changes, right? So you have yeah. a new, um, what's the term I'm looking for here? Not A new wellness platform. portal. Portal. Yep. The word portal. So I started with PATH in sales and then had the opportunity to lead the team. So I'm the director of the program. I have 20 people on our team that deliver these programs and build relationships with employers in the area. What are the programs? So we would say we're like a comprehensive wellness provider. We started out with things like biometric screening. So coming on site to your employer's office, um, taking your blood pressure, checking your glucose, doing health screenings. BMI, cholesterol, all all that stuff, yeah. 
Yep. And then we moved into like health coaching, which, you know, from the last episode, I'm super passionate about driving a lot of change there. Um, And over the years, we've developed it into this new digital footprint that we're really excited about. So instead of relying on our team to be physically at your workplace, doing those things and providing those services, employees can access our um, courses, our content, wellness stuff anywhere. Wellness stuff. (laughs) Hashtag wellness stuff. So what kind of content? I mean, so, so business, yeah. let's use Cox Media, right? We're in Cox Media studio. Mm-hmm. We'll give them a shout out, even though we pay you money for this place. Um, Cox Media is like, man, we, you know what? We want to get this local branch in Jacksonville healthier. What kind yeah. of content's available? So a lot of times groups will start with like establishing baseline because as like an individual, you kind of don't know where to start unless you know where you're at right now. So that would be with a health questionnaire and a biometric screening sometimes. So asking yourself, am I getting enough sleep? Am I eating enough fruits and vegetables? Doing the whole questionnaire, um, which provides a lot of reporting back to the employer and gives them insight on here's the top three areas your employees are struggling with. What's the questionnaire look like? 10 questions, it's 50. Long. How many? Like 50. 50. Closer but to that, 50. But that matters. The more, the more the data you thing, have, the more accurate the results are. Yes. Right? And we've come a long way from like just question, question, question. It's a lot more engaging of a process and you can do it on your phone now. So you can just knock it out on your phone through the app. So I like calling Justin out. Justin's like, you know what, man? Hey, Cox, I want to check this out. It's local here. Let's bring Path in to do this wellness Mm -hmm. program. Path comes in and he has to answer 50 questions. What's the participation? If they have 100 employees here, mm-hmm. what's the average participation that actually answer all 50 questions? So it depends too. So if no incentive, and it takes a while. So like year one, you might have 20 to 30% participation if there's no like reward for completing it. But okay. as news spreads, as you have this program three to five years later, we typically see closer to 50%. If they're offering an incentive for completing it, like a premium discount or a gift card or entered into a raffle, we'll see closer to 70% participation. So prizes matter. I'd say for a health assessment, like I, health I assessment agree. screening, you got to give a little nudge, but once you're in the app, once you get that part over with, then you get the content that's tailored to you. So for me right now, I'm interested in getting more sleep. I will have courses. <laughs> Sorry, I'm you can laugh too. Hey, do you have young kids? I have a one and four year old. Good so luck. I can kiss that goodbye. Okay. But I get content, hopefully helpful, um, <laughs> courses and articles and videos that show up on my dashboard tailored to sleep because that's something that I'm interested in. That's something I need to improve. Okay. So, so Justin, I'm going to keep calling you out, by the way, because I could see you. Trey's hiding behind the camera screen over there. I'm here. <clears throat> Justin is, uh, buys in, does the assessment, and then a coworker's like, you know what? I, I am interested. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me commit to this. They get that. You, you do this assessment. Then boss of Cox Media, I don't know. I'm just keep throwing Cox Media out there. They might fire me after today, by the way, <laughs> even though I'm paying you guys. I love making ridiculous jokes. They're bought in. They engage. We're going we're gonna to pivot to that. Not yet. I want to talk about the new portal. That's a big deal. But like how much management matters. Yeah. Right. The person at the top that's like, listen, this is what we're doing. This is why it's important. Right. Okay. So Justin does the health assessment. Susie says, I want to do this too. Can they do it later on? Right. If you, if you yep. provide this assessment in January and then in March, uh, Susie says, I'm, I kind of want to do this now. I'm, I'm bought in. Justin seems to be getting it together. Yep. 
And you can take it at any time, and then you can update as you make improvements too. So, like, if someone reports that they are a smoker and then they quit, they can update it to reflect that they've okay. stopped using tobacco. And that that data, because data is the new oil. That's, I don't know if you heard that line. I'm obsessed with that. That assessment, the information comes into boss, CEO, human at an aggregate person. level. So they'll never know, That's a like big Eric word smokes. For us dumb folks. <laughs> What does aggregate mean? De-identified. So they they won't be able to pick Eric out of the crowd. They'll just know 30% of our total employee population is using tobacco at this point. Got it. Okay. Let's hit the portal. That's a big update with PATH. Personalized approach to health. Personalized approach to health. That's hard to say fast. Say it. Personalized approach to health. Oh, she's got it nailed. So new portal. What's exciting about it? And then let's get into the good stuff that I'm really I would say about. the health assessment is not the most exciting, but once you're in there, you have access to digital coaching courses, a live health coach. You can challenge your pals. It's called the pal, the pal challenge. So is you can- Is that an acronym or those are like- That is like an actual course. friend okay. pal. Um, but you could challenge me to see like who could get the most sleep in this one month period or- Who would win between you and I? Definitely you. There's no chance. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't kids. stand a chance. Oh. We should set up a competition. Okay, so now we're going to have to. I'll get you a, a demo login. Um, or we could challenge each other to like how many steps we take in the next month. You can have community challenges where like all of Cox Media as the employer sets up a challenge. You can have team-based challenges. So there's just like so many points of interaction and reliable content. And it's all tailored and personalized to what that person needs and is interested in. Why is that important? Because a lot of times- I know the answer. I know I I called you a bit of a wellness skeptic when it comes to like employee wellness. I will, I will. And and it's not your fault because the wellness industry has made a ton of claims about ROI and these big outcomes that we promise with wellness. But then an employer puts like an out of the box, an in the box solution out of the box. What is it when it's like- basic, not personalized. In the box, not outside the box thinking. Yes, thank you. They'll put that in and they're like, why aren't people changing? Why is no one engaging? Because it's not tailored to what those people actually need and want. The the world is changing, right, since COVID. And I remember wellness programs, previous companies was like, hey, here's, we get an email every single Wednesday. Here's a meal to cook this right. Friday. And it's like, thank you. Right. To, to teach me how to bake chicken and put salt and pepper on it. <laughs> Um, hey, we recommend you exercise three days a week. Right. Thank you. I, I do believe it is changing, right? People care about health and wellness in the workplace, mm-hmm. especially going back. We're going to talk a lot of it, a lot about management. So I'm not a skeptic. Don't say that. I'm just hesitant from past practices right. of health and wellness. We've come a long way and data helps with that advances in technology. Is it data or data? I say data. What do you guys think? Data. I'm data. Data. Oh, oh, that's three to one. Rude. I might say data too, though. I don't know why I love that question. Data or data? We need to Google that after this. So, so the portal, huge upgrades. And I, we, we had a, a call yesterday or whatever. I don't know what day or year we're in. Yeah. One was kind of um, old, utilitarian, kind of mm-hmm. antiquated. Blah. Yep. I'm not knocking what you're doing, but now it's a it more was. robust system. We got a lot of buzzwords here. Robust is a big one right now. Cool system went live, one one. So previous people using Path now mm-hmm. have access to this, and yep. then future companies can use this really cool system that 
Are you proud of it? Yes. Do you use I'm excited it? about it. Yes. Are you tracking your sleep? No, that's <laughs> depressing. It stresses me out more to track my sleep. How do your kids? One in four. One in four. You're in the trenches. Trey, what do you have? We've got five, three, and 20 months. Ooh, he's Justin, got us beat. Where you at? I've got an eight-month-old. He's got everybody. <laughs> yeah. This is like the no sleep this club is, in hey, here. Hey, mine are five, seven, and nine, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't change. Raise your hand if you've cleaned up throw up in the last month. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We got that four is, raised yeah. hands. Four out of four. We have four raised hands here. <laughs> okay. I love, I love the health and wellness world. I always have. Um, not even just employer-based, which is kind of where we work and live, but just personally, yeah. friends of mine, I love all things health and wellness. I also love leadership and culture conversations. Yep. And I think you're pretty darn good at it, from what, based off my opinion. Um, the Gallup Strengths-Based Coach. Why am I having a hard time? There's a lot of big... They uh, also call it Gallup Clifton Strength Clifton, Finders. That's the original. I yeah. love that assessment. I think everyone should take that because it's about doubling down on your strengths versus mm -hmm. your what you're not good at. Can you talk about like getting certified in that? Do you keep your certification up? How do you use it? Yeah. yeah. So I went to, I think it was a week-long intensive where I went up to Gallup's headquarters in Atlanta, and it's like truly immersive. It was a really cool experience that we talk about strengths all day long. You look at your own strengths. You go through different like workshops that you can lead teams through and identifying their strengths how to coach individuals on optimizing their strengths. Um, and that was what led to the certification to recertify. It's a test every two years. What are your top five? Oh, you didn't even prep me on that. I didn't. I don't know mine either. Strategic, okay. positivity, developer, woo, which you have. I definitely have woo. Yep. And then relator. What's woo? Winning others over. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Although I like woo. Like Ric Flair, yeah. yeah that's what I, immediately everyone's like, you're a woo. I'm like, eh, it doesn't mean that. Um, Do you believe that people are like natural born leaders? Like that's a thing? No, I believe it's developed. Okay. <clears throat> I disagree. Okay. I think it's a combination of both. Okay. Leaders are developed, but some people are natural born leaders. Like born from the time you come out of your mother's womb. Like, well, I mean, come on now. Like it's genetic <laughs> Justin, is what I mean. Justin's dating <laughs> like, is not yeah. a leader. But I, I think by the time you hit middle and high school, there are some people that are in leadership programs, public okay, speaking. Okay, so then I would develop, I would argue that it's more environment related. So like okay. how you grow up, the uh, things that impact you, yeah, and that good. may yeah. happen from a young age. It may happen as you get older. Dang it. That's why I asked. Dang it, she got, no, that's good. That's <laughs> that was good. You're, good. Not, that you're was right, really you're right. No and I also think out. about myself too, because like, have you managed a team before or even one person before? Yes. And how old were you when I'm you became 41. a manager? Oh, my first time managing yeah. people, 31 okay. years ago. Yeah. The first time I managed an employee, I was 23. I was like a child. Did, you, we're how much have, training did I have on that? Let's go into it, right? So you, yeah. I want to talk about health and wellness, but I, I love the leadership management culture stuff. Where was the one note? So, so who, like who has the biggest impact on an employee's success in health and wellness? Their manager. Their manager. And like the tie between health and wellness is one thing and your experience at work and your well-being at work. It's like all connected. Okay. Wellness at work. Psychological, physical. Where do you want Both. to start? I would say psychological because okay. I think 
in the past, and maybe this is where we went wrong with like the early wellness programs, it was so focused on diet and exercise. It was like, get your people walking and put them on a diet and biggest loser competitions. Of like and here, bake nightmares. This, and bake this chicken with salt and pepper. Yeah, exactly. And now, like in part, I think because of the pandemic, there's this spotlight still on mental health and well-being, and it that is, is like the biggest catalyst to our overall well-being. Have you had a bad boss? Yeah, but I've had a lot of good bosses. We'll get there in a second. Yeah. Have you had a bad boss? I feel like I have to decline to comment. Oh, yeah. okay. got it, got it, got it. <laughs> no, absolutely well played, not. Well played. Have you had a bad boss? Yes. People don't quit bad jobs, they quit bad bosses. Yes. Right? And, and the data support. Data or data. data? Depends what you say. Now I'm going to question myself every time. Every time. It supports it, though. There, it, the studies vary. They say from 50% up to like two thirds of, of people have quit just because of their manager. It's There's no question. I've, I've yeah. had great bosses, bad bosses. I, I hope I'm a good, I don't like the word boss. I don't love the word manager either. I've said this. I mm -hmm. like leader, but sometimes you have to manage right, right. someone, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, so psychologically, what are some things that you think make a good manager? So if you're speaking like to the environment they create, which the term is psychological safety, that environment that they create. And when we talk about that, we mean a manager has set up or cultivated or fosters an environment where people can show up as themselves. So like it's when all the notes here, by the way, you're being she yourself, these notes is good. Yep. <laughs> you're being yourself without fear that you'll be like humiliated or punished for showing up as who you are. You can question things that are told to you or cha challenge what you're being told, even if it's from a superior. I love that. Yeah. And when something goes wrong, it's a question of are we blaming whoever made a mistake or are we all working together to find the solution to the problem and less worried about blaming somebody? I'm going to read, and again, you sent me notes. We talked. I love when people have a conversation to prep. I'm going to read these back. So can people show up as themselves and be accepted? Do we focus on blaming others or finding solutions to challenges that arise? Or can people respectfully challenge the ideas and concepts presented to them by their manager and others? I love the third one. I yeah. go back to a bad boss. The worst boss I ever had, I, I went from the blue collar world, firefighter, paramedic, mm -hmm. nursing to the white collar world. I call it like, I had a boss and when I asked, I challenged something. I'm like, why are we doing this? She said, because I said so. Oof. That was the beginning of the end. That, that, that is not yeah. healthy or not healthy. That is not healthy. Well, and who do you think of when you hear that? That's like Her? a- <laughs> I'm just thinking like to me, yes, oh, a yeah, parent to a child. A child yep. And that's where I think we go wrong I in a lot of workplaces. I say that sometimes. I know. I know. Well, but, but think about it in the workplace. We are all grown adults. The more we can well, treat people like, most, okay, some of us, most. we are all grown adults. <laughs> yeah, you three are. <laughs> yeah. But the more we can treat people with respect, give them flexibility, respect each other's boundaries. <laughs> I love... Again, professionally challenging an idea or a concept. It's not like that's wrong, I'm right. It's, hey, why mm -hmm. are we doing this? And let's work why, together. Why aren't we doing this? It goes back to the second one, solutions and challenges. Let's figure it out. You have your idea, I have my idea. Maybe there's somewhere in the middle. Right. Man, you hear this, bosses? <laughs> you want me to call them out for you? <laughs> Please do. Hey, <laughs> Cox Media, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, edit that out. Don't edit that out. Um, 
so showing up as your themselves. We we I don't want to talk about two total benefits sponsors of the show. That's where I work. I, I love it. That's a big thing for us. Mm-hmm. You, where do you live? What's important to you? Is it family? Is it money? Some people are like, I am financially yes. motivated. I want to make as much money as possible as as quick as I can. Okay, let's help you with that. So, what's some advice to show up as yourself? That's as amazing that they ask though. The fact that they ask what's important to you and think about like in your own life, how that's changed over time. Like maybe in your early twenties, you're more financially driven. And now that you have three kids, you value that flexibility and the ability to, you know, have autonomy in your work. It changes as we go through stages of life too. So we do need leaders and managers who are willing to initiate that conversation, who actually care like who genuinely care enough to connect with you, have compassion for you, find out what drives you and work with you to identify what your strengths are going to be in this role. How does path apply that to your, what do you say? 20 people? Yeah. Path. So like, how would I do that on our team? Your team, like how do you you, you get a new hire? Yeah. So everyone does take the Clifton strengths, which I think is really fun. Yeah. Because it provides an opportunity for me. And even though like I'm the director of the program, I'm very much in the trenches with our team and take on a lot of like management responsibilities. Um, And I enjoy that. So I enjoy like getting to know all of our employees and supporting them as they work toward their goals, whether it's within path or outside of path. But for like a new hire, they do the Clifton Strengths. It provides an awesome opportunity for me to have that discussion of like, here are your strengths. Here's where like we see this playing out in this role. Here's where it can relate to your overall goals in life. Like if they have a three, five, 10 year plan that they want to talk through, we have um, what's called a team matrix. So whenever we have a new hire, we put their strengths on the board with everyone else's strengths and we can see like, like that. if you need help with this, you know, very analytical piece of a project, you should go to Tori because that is her jam. Is Tori a real person? Yeah. What's up, Tori? <laughs> and she's awesome. Um, so that's really fun. Uh, one thing as a manager that I think is really helpful is having at least bi-weekly one-on-one meetings with employees. It's good. That's real. That you do not cancel, oh, at, if I, at all possible. I'm gonna. I, I want to show you. I'm gonna send you this article that Adrian Jansen, business partner. Nice, Adrian. A long she, time ago, I think. So again, I'm, I want to send you this. It was something. One of a huge thing is you have to have consistent meetings with your people and don't cancel. Yeah. You can't like that's the worst thing. I can give examples. I had my um my annual review scheduled for January. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it till June. Reschedule, reschedule. By that point, I'm like, (laughs) at least you got one. I had an employer where I asked for like two years, and it was because they just, I think they wanted to avoid, it was going to be confrontational. Like, I knew that, Mm -hmm. but like, they just didn't want to hear me out. And eventually, that's a good point, too. Like, avoiding conflict. It's something I feel like as a manager, you just have to welcome conflict. Lean into it. Yes. And get it out in there. It's not very different from any like relationship you have with your wife. Like, if there's conflict, let's get it out. Let's be respectful. Let's know. talk I, it I, out. I, 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 dug, oh, I, I, I dodge and duck that all the time. Because <laughs> everyone knows it's there and lingering. Right. And, just, and people feel that. It weighs on you. It weighs on the culture. And it gets heavier. And heavier yes. if, you, if you delay it. Yep. And even one person can bring down an entire team 
if they're actively disengaged. I love these conversations. Like, I'll talk about healthcare, I will, but this is the stuff that excites me. I think it's relatable, too, and it has such a big impact on our well-being just as much as our nutrition, our sleep, our exercise. Okay. I'm going to start saying Cassie Bruce is on the loose. Is that weird? I like making weird (laughs) nicknames, but Cassie Bruce. I'm like a dog on the the run. (laughs) No. It means you're kicking butt, like you're on the loose, just. Okay. Look like a superhero cape. Pole vaulting left and right. (laughs) Cassie Bruce with uh, PATH, personalized (laughs) approach to health. I like saying PATH better. That's the first half of today's episode of, what's the show, Trey? What the Hell Just Happened. All right, welcome back to the second half of What the Hell Just Happened. If you missed the first half and you're listening to this on the radio, you can catch all this stuff on the podcast platforms question mark that was a kind of a weird line there doesn't matter (laughs) if you're listening on the podcast sorry for that weird intro in the second half we have cassie bruce she's awesome she's intelligent she's funny she's charismatic she's a great public speaker we're going to talk about that um yeah so second half you ready yes (sighs) healthy or not healthy oh we're going we're We're right into it Okay, okay i like healthy or not healthy healthy or not healthy pollen unhealthy it's the worst anyone I'm wrecked. I don't have that over my car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Health or not healthy, falsifying the truth for daycare or to your teacher about your kid being sick. (laughs) Wait, so calling in hooky for your kid? The opposite. Oh, sending them sick? They're fine. Hey, my kid's fine. (laughs) That's healthy. 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 All your parents. Healthy or not healthy? Falsifying the truth in order to send your kid back to daycare or school. It's not healthy, but it's necessary. Oh, okay, okay. That's a good answer. Yeah. And chances are they got it from school anyway, so Correct. the other 10 kids, they already have it. Um, <laughs> healthy or not healthy, the entire household being sick at the same time. Very unhealthy. You just went through it, right? I did. So did I. Um, what, else, what else did I have here? Healthy or not healthy wellness programs. Very healthy. I agree. Now, but five <laughs> years ago, I did not. <laughs> I'm glad. We're getting to she you slowly but surely. You got any you want to throw out? Healthy or unhealthy? Yeah. Stanley Cups. Unhealthy, man. Come <laughs> on. You're from Wisconsin, so she, you love hockey? No, Stanley <laughs> Cups. <laughs> Not this oh, that's that's like the ultimate bro it. answer. Oh, Not Stanley <laughs> Cup. Sorry. It's me with three guys. The, the Stanley Cup versus the Stanley Cups. Yeah. The Stanley Cup is awesome. <laughs> but the Stanley Cups. Yeah. It's not healthy. I don't care about whatever's happening with the, what is it? The lead. I don't care about that. It, like, it it, there's a cult following for these cups, by the way, which again, I thought yours was. I'm going unhealthy, period. You only need I one. That. That's the part I have. Yeah. About. Like, why do you need three. multiple? And that's what I mean. But, but one does the job. Okay. She has three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Here we go. Okay. Let's, let's um, go back to, I think, my again, my favorite topic, leadership, company culture. We talked about psychological work environment, right? Mm-hmm. Certain factors that, that matter. One is a safe place to show up as yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that matters. Like if someone told me I couldn't show up wearing a jacket like this, I forgot to shave this morning, it happens. I'm not going to work there, right? Yeah. Challenging things that you question within the business, right? Mm-hmm. Professionally. Right, right. And, and that being okay. If anything, that creates change. In, Better uh, discussion, innovation. Correct. Yeah. Um, the, the third one, what was the third one? Do we focus on blaming others and finding solutions to challenges? Okay. 
we hit that first half. If you missed it, you can hear it on the podcast platform, question mark. I keep doing that. Let's talk about physical stuff in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So there's, and this is kind of relevant to Jacksonville now that we're doing the blue zone stuff. Yep. Um, but there's so much research that shows your environment dictates your habits and your behavior, especially related to health. So like a perfect example, do you find that you're more likely to get up and work out if your clothes are already laid out next to your bed or you go to sleep in them the night before? <laughs> I can't answer this because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> I have all, we talk about this. I have all my gym equipment in the garage. I, I like, I, I get yeah. the point you're getting at, right? What matters? You've heard social determinants of health. That's yes. a big term right now. So that, similar to work stuff. Easy answer is if I sleep in my clothes personally and wake up and ready, that's, that works for me. Yeah. Okay. And like, maybe there's an apple on your counter all day. You pick the apple until there's cake next to it. And then you're like, uh. If there are cookies in my house, I am crushing those cookies. Yes. I have a list of foods that I like can't keep at home. What are they? It used to be peanut butter, but we got past that. Okay. Ice cream, baked goods of any kind. I'm like definitely <laughs> a, broad, a smoothie. That's a broad topic. I can't do the cookies unless they're like Oreos. What else? Any, anything else on the list? This is good though, but again, you, that's you're, top your environment, three. think about it. Mm-hmm. If I don't have cookies in my house, I won't eat them. Right. I will not eat cookies if they are not in my house. If they're there, I'm going to eat all of them. Yes. So the same thing with the work environment. The physical work environment. Mm-hmm. What are, what are safe physical environments? Um, again, is it is it in the office? Is it remote? Is it- right. So like, especially with the remote environment, um, one big thing a lot of people struggle with is taking breaks and getting activity because like, even if you commute to an office with a desk, you will get more steps, you know, going to Ooh. your car and walking up to the building and taking breaks. I never thought about that. Because, but at home, you literally have to walk maybe like, 10 yards. You're at your desk all I day. I thought about this. You have Zoom to back to back Zoom meetings. Zoom, zoom, zoom to Zoom. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> zoom to Zoom meetings all oh, day man. with no break Dang in between. I'm sing that song, by the way. You know the song? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not singing it, but you can. All I want to do is a Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. And a, okay. I'm so sorry. Delete okay. that. Edit. <laughs> but, you know, so that I think is probably the biggest struggle for people working from home. And it's, I think your environmental things you need are different based on your work environment. And well, two things for me, some people that they're okay with that, that works for them. They like that environment. Like I cannot work from home. I can't do it. I'm worthless. We have certain employees, they work from home and they're very productive. Mm-hmm. We create Cause that you're not stopping by their desk and interrupting them. I'm not even that guy. No one comes <laughs> no, into my office, isn't by the way. Is there value in that, though? The guy that does stop by and chat with everybody. So there's that. So for your remote people, how are they getting their social interaction? How much, if you're a fully remote company, how much are people really connecting with each other and getting to know each other with, like, the water cooler talk? That's what I was... My, my wife's brother was telling me this past weekend. He's worked for this company for three years, and he's never met his boss. Like, it's only incredible. Yeah. messages... Weird. Because they work from home. Yeah. That was, I, I like, couldn't but, comprehend that. And again, it, it depends on the person. Like, we, uh, three of our best employees work remote. One's yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee. One's in Michigan. One's in Northeast Florida, mm-hmm. but didn't come in. They're built for that. Some aren't. That, that it goes back to meeting people where they are. What matters yes. to you? What's important to you? Offering flexibility in how people do their work, where they do it, when they do it. Let's talk about when. So l- mm-hmm. let's say path specifically. Like mm-hmm. you probably have to work 830 to 5 in that space, right? 
So we do, especially with like our client account managers, because they are the relationship builders with our clients. They need to be like available between nine and five ish. We don't have a lot of like emergencies that arise in the wellness space. Thankfully. Do you know a line someone said to me yesterday? I love Chessie McCormick, by the way, I'm gonna give him a shout out. It's called HR, not the ER. There you go. I've never heard that. I'm like, I've never so many heard that times either. HR thinks it's, it's a it's huge emergency. And yeah. it's like, no one's dying. Okay. It'll be okay. It's true. But <laughs> I like so that. I'll give you an example. So like we're all generally available during that time, especially if a client needs us. I have a handful of employees that have young kids. Um, for one of my employees, it's really important to her that she picks her kids up from school every day at two o'clock. And she does. So she can leave plan her meetings around that time, and then do her work when it makes sense for her. Sometimes that's after the kids go to sleep. I love this. Let's talk about, okay, so that employee in X company, won't say your company. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I've got a $15,000 a year raise with this company, but I can't pick my kid up at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It comes down to your priorities. You're taking your, and hopefully you don't have to pick between the two. Like how great would it be if you could have it both? Do you work after hours? I do at this point in my life because I like to pick my kids up at four o'clock on the dot. And sometimes my work's not done by then. Oh, crap, man. (laughs) (laughs) Dad's got him today. He's fine. It's 7 p.m. (laughs) Just kidding. It's uh, 4.37. Dang it. They'll be okay one day. Oh, man. But that's how, I mean, I value this podcast so much that I am picking them up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That we repurpose as a podcast. I love saying that. But again, you, you are a great example of a good leader, manager, what term do you want to use? I think that's the direction that the world is going, right? Especially small businesses, larger companies like IBM's requiring people to come back to the office, Ugh, it's Apple, Face, like all of them. A are huge like, mistake. Trey, what hours do you work? Are you nine to five? Oh, I'm all over the place, but I've also been working from home now for, I don't know, seven or eight years. So, mm-hmm. but, but video with my kids, similar to you guys, I work a lot at night just makes sense. Yeah. And he he's okay with that. He understands how, if I want to make more income, I have to work these hours this time. But you have to create that environment. And we're allowed to be adults and decide like how we want to prioritize our time. Some people yeah. may decide that they want a traditional like nine to five and then they can shut it off until the next day. And they do that and that works for them. Let's go back to where does this, like, where does it start? Who, who reinforces these values? So we give, like you mean with the, having the flexibility and all it's of that? The, I want to go back to the manager. Like at the end yeah. of the day, the wellness programs who reinforces a healthy workplace, mm-hmm. investing in these assessments, like where does it all start? Well, and I think in the past and still now, we think of like the CEO and senior leadership which is true because they do kind of set the tone for the rest of the company and it does start at the top. But maybe you have like a really awesome CEO and there's, you know, 200 people in the company and your manager's toxic and your manager Mm. doesn't align with the rest of the culture. That's still going to ruin it for you. So that's why I feel so strongly that it really does boil down to your direct manager. Okay. Totally agree, by the way. Right. You say one, one, one bad employee is... We, we say cancerous. Like, yeah. it, it, it's not easy. We talk about laying people off, difficult conversations, mm-hmm. but you, you have to sometimes cut out the cancerous cells. Give us a story. You had a bad boss story you wanted to share. Okay. So I'll keep 
the person anonymous. Someone very close to me had this happen. It's Trey, our camera guy. (laughs) Okay, so she had her her baby, and you know, you guys have kids. If you've ever had a baby or witnessed a baby being had, those first like eight hours are so beautiful. And usually, like as a woman, we want like one of three things: like cuddling that sweet baby, a cheeseburger, or sleep. Or all at the same time. Yeah, three, all three of them. Mostly three of them everything. Yes. Um, but those are just like such precious moments. And like people are texting. They're like, oh, congratulations. This is so amazing. Well, my friend's husband received a text from leadership at his company that was like, hey, man, hope you're doing great. Hope the wife is well and baby are doing great. And he's like, yeah, thank you so much. Like this was awesome. And then he texted so when are you going to be back in? I don't think we ironed that out. Oh, like like within that. Eight this to 12 child's hour been now. alive for That's like stupid. eight hours, and it's like okay. I can't. Anyone who's been in that situation is like, what? Like you could have waited till like the next day. This baby hasn't even been alive a day yet. You know my response when you come back in? <laughs> Never. <laughs> that would be a mic drop. I wish drop. more people would do that, Eric. Well, takes guts, um, and maybe uh, like to this leaders credit I guess maybe he like truly didn't ever learn those skills and that's where I think the gap is like some people are truly like they just don't know any better they see this as like this is work this is my employee and they fail to see like this is a human going through a really really big life event right now let me let them have this moment support them in this moment and then work will come in the days and weeks later oh that's a good transit all, all of it, yes, yes, love, love. We had talked about are leaders born or do mm-hmm. they learn it? And you said you, like you, you developed that skill. I said born and you made a good point. It's like you don't come out of the womb a leader, right? You Maybe you did. <laughs> Kid came out and was like, do not answer that text. That's right, in preschool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so you had mentioned being promoted at one point, right? Someone mm-hmm. who had been in a, a job longer than you, that ruffles feathers for the people who are there longer. Mm-hmm. Whether you maybe you deserve the position, I think you do. How did you learn those skills? So I think myself, like anyone else, we learn from our good and our bad bosses. Unless we take it on ourselves to teach ourselves the skills. So I learned from my bad bosses, like I never want to do that. I never want to make someone feel like that. I learned from the good bosses, like, yes, I want to prioritize people first, knowing that work will come and it will be even better than if I just like hard nosed, focused on work only. But then like, there's still a level of self-development you need to do as a manager too, because if we want to empower people to be their best, if we want to help them prioritize their well-being, we have to be leading by example. So we have to have that self-awareness, that self-work, because we can all make progress as well. Let's let's call this out. Some people have that. They're capable of self-awareness, self-development, reading. Like I assume Improving you're, communication. You're voracious, like you read all the time, constantly, mm-hmm. articles, et cetera. How do you tell a, a, an employee, like how do you say, I think maybe you should read more, like – do you recommend read this article? 
Someone who, who yeah. like you see is on the cusp of like this person could develop into a great leader or they're going to be mm-hmm. stuck in this role for the next 15 years. Well, and I think the first thing that happens is a conversation with them. Like is leadership something that you're interested in? I see these qualities in you that I think can be developed and can be something great. And I think you can give back to a future team. Is that something that you want? Because some people don't. Yeah. I, I don't and you have that. to want to. It's like... It's like parenting in so many ways that like if you go at it half ass, oh, that's the kind of results oh, you're no. gonna get. She cursed before I did. That's great. I love it. No, I, yeah, life. You get out of it what you put into it, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you just kind of go through the motions, you're not you're not gonna grow and evolve as an employee, a boss, own your own business. You're not gonna make that decision to say I'm going out on my own. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, all right, this might be a naive question, but. If you're having to There's no dumb present, questions, only dumb people. If you're having to pre- <laughs> present to someone why they might be a good leader, is that a flaw that they're not aware that they potentially have it? Because, I don't think so. No? I don't think so because I think like maybe they didn't have a great example of a good leader. Or they've never had someone that took the time to recognize potential in them. Gotcha. And okay. you're the first person telling them like, hey, you've got this and encouraging them. And that could be the catalyst that gets them going. Empowering them. Yep. That's good. So can you call out like the best boss you ever had? Ooh. My current boss. And Who's I'm that? not just saying oh, that. That's, okay, oh, I have another gosh. story. You must Give be up for an annual review. Okay, I have another story. Who's your current boss? Do we have time for another story or yeah, is it two? Well, first, who's your current boss? My current boss is Judy Mitzlaff. Shout Judy Mitzlaff. Shout you out to Judy. Because Cassie is also a saint. <laughs> so she is very much a people first leader. She genuinely cares about like the 50 people that report up to her. She takes the time to really get to know you. And like some of our one-on-ones, we don't even get to the work stuff because she's like genuinely interested in what's going on with me and how I'm doing. Um, so the best way I can illustrate it, this is not something I have like shared with a ton of people yet. But last August, I found out that I had skin cancer, melanoma, which is like the one you don't want to get. Yeah, that's the bad one. Yeah, it's the scary one. So as a mom with young kids, I was like terrified. So I freaked out for a few weeks. She was one of the first people I called and she was empathetic. She listened. I think we we're on the phone for like two hours, something ridiculous. And that was amazing. But what really stuck with me is I had to get surgery to get it cut out and you know, the whole scheduling. Yeah. So never once was she like, how are you going to get your work done? Um, but I called her after I had the surgery to get it removed. And I'm so blessed that the doctor said, we got it all. We got clear margins. You shouldn't need any further treatment other than this surgery, which is a huge blessing. When I called her with that news, she broke down crying tears of relief and joy for me. Like, and it's not just me. It's not just because we're like best friends. She would do that for anyone that reports to her. Do you guys, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Like she has to come on the show, right? She's amazing. I, like, can you tell her to come on the show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, I love, I love that story. That example. They're showing up for the, your employees and then there's like going to the next level where they can feel that you genuinely care about it, them. It, it's real. It's yeah. Not, it's not BS. Yeah. You can't manufacture that. Man, that's a good story. I knew the time would fly by. I, I want to talk about one more thing too here. How much time we got left? Oh, we're good. We're good. 
So I have seen you speak in person other than sitting down chatting on, on the radio show. Some people are nervous when they come in. You spoke at Disrupt HR. Yes. Which was really cool. That's a great so event. So fun. Next time it comes it's an up, amazing whoever event. sets it up, I want to like, come on, promote the event. Yes. We'll talk about it. Yes. Maybe a couple of the speakers. So you are a great public speaker. That's a Thank talent you. that some people don't have. You enjoy it. You're passionate about it. Like what are areas, like what are events you'd like to speak at that you haven't yet? That I haven't yet. Yeah. Okay. So I started in the wellness space at like a lot of wellness conferences and associations and I still enjoy that. But any room where there are managers in the room, I really feel like called to this message right now. Like this is how you can impact your employees wellness. If you have a wellness program, that's great. But if you fix like the psychological safety and the culture and the manager piece, your employees well-being is going to be so much better off than if you did anything else. The, the, the entire business too. So you, again, we spoke earlier, we use a line, like who is the person most responsible for your healthcare costs? Like who has the most control of my healthcare costs? It's me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the one who can ask questions, go the right direction, et cetera. In the workplace, who's the most responsible person for someone's success? I think it's them. They're personal. You think it, it's their it, manager? It, it's always you. I think it's the manager. Yeah. Like, especially early on. So, so yeah. you talking at these events, I'm telling you right now, do you have like an email? Do you want to share contact info or no? Probably not. We can. I have a website. What? It, let it rip. It's just my name. Cassie Bruce. On the loose, so. <laughs> I might change it to that after this. But again, like every time we talk, I get more excited and, and you, we, we, we think similarly in mm-hmm. um, leadership, personal development, but I think you have an opportunity to continue to speak at these events, whatever it looks like, whether it's local or somewhere yeah. else. Um, what's the website again? Cassie Bruce, C-A-S-S-I-E-B-R-U-C-E.com. Dot com. Okay, let me write that down. I'm kidding. I got it. We'll put that in the show notes. Are we supposed to do that? No. I'm seeing. We can. We can if you want. Um, couple minutes left. Anything you want to add? Shout outs? Something you're proud of or embarrassed of? I love it. Like, what embarrasses oh. you the most? I feel like I embarrass myself constantly. It's hard to pick, like, the latest. Like, do you get embarrassed? Yeah. Don't we all? No, my 100%. wife hates it. Like, I. I it, you it don't is, get embarrassed ever? It is. If you can embarrass me, I, I'll, I'll pay you $10,000. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Is that false? a trait of a True. psychopath? I, it may be, probably. Okay. Yeah. I don't, or no, I mean, that's it, your serial killer trait. Oh, Is that geez, what they call that, it? You call me a psychopath <laughs> and a serial killer? No, <laughs> clip this up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. Um, it's bad. It's bad. My wife hates it because I like now I, my kids are at the age I want to embarrass them oh, as often as possible. Those poor children. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Any shout outs? To like my mom, yeah, my hi, dad, mom. I always say hi, mom, my husband, you. my kids. Yeah. Yeah. You do it all for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about the American time use survey before oh, this yes. of how like at each stage of our life, who we spend the most time with. Who did the study? I know what you're talking about. And you mentioned, so, so from zero to 18, you will spend more time with your parents from zero to 18 than you will for the next forever until they pass away. Yeah. Right. And then once you in college, you're going to spend more time with your close friends from like 16 to 24 than you will the rest yep. of your life. Then your kids, right? That spikes up. Mm-hmm. But who do you spend the most time with from, let's say, 28 to 55? From age 20 to 60, you spend the most time with your coworkers. You better like those coworkers. Ugh. 
mine are my kids and my wife. <laughs> you better you really like them. Yeah. <laughs> I got to find that article. That's good stuff. Um, man, there it goes. Time flew by once again. Do you have fun? I always have fun here. Okay. What's your boss's name again? Judy Mitzlaff. Judy Mitzlaff. That's a fun last name. It is. Mitzlaff. I like. <laughs> Her husband's a Jacksonville better. native, but she's in Tampa. Okay. Is she tied to Baptist? Yeah. So Trailblazer, one of the like <laughs> few VPs that works exclusively remote. She earned it, sounds like. Yep. Deserves it. Yep, she sure does. Um, man, you didn't come back on for the third time? If you'll let me. Two-time guest, okay. You have to bring your pole vault stick or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in this room. Yes. I'm retired, but we can figure it you out. You can still do it. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. Cassie Bruce, many cool uh, traits and titles, most specifically um, director of corporate wellness for PATH, personalized approach to health. I think more importantly, wife, mom, mm -hmm. daughter, friend, pretty cool human being. Cassie Bruce on the loose. That's what the health <laughs> just happened.